Previously on that Cthulhu John. I saw him hand you something there. I throw the uh, the box of money on his desk as I walk over. They paid the uh, the guard off. Well, uh, I guess I'm gonna have to go out there and give him a little talking to. I think this Brightly guy hired somebody to ransack the bookstore looking for these books that I bought. Walter found matches from Smokey Joe's. A bunch of guys are getting really loud over there. You just hear them chanting and pounding on the, the tables. That could be the type. Old man, what's with you? Were you talking shit? Your friend was the guy with the attitude. Hothead Harry, we call him. As you walk into the fireside, you notice that the atmosphere is a little gloomier than usual. Listen, Heather, we're going to have to close the fireside. I owe money to the mafia. Yeah, this is going to be a nice parking lot. You hear your boss. Chucky's on the phone. He sounds like he's sobbing. If you could, please, just oblige me. We can meet up sometime tonight. Thank you for joining us for that Cthulhu John episode 21. We are a real play called Cthulhu Podcast. I am George, your keeper of arcane lore, and with me are my friends and investigators, Chad. What's up, guys? Chuck. 21, let's do some shots. (laughs) (laughs) And Jenny. Funny greeting. (laughs) Insert funny greeting here. All right, so last time that we left off, you guys had all gone home. However, Lenny got a phone call from his boss, Chucky, who seemed uh, kind of tearful over the phone and said that he wanted to meet up with Lenny, basically ASAP. Yeah, I guess I called the number he gave me. So you call a number back. You reach a pager number. You can tell because as soon as you call it, it goes beep, 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 beep. Okay, um, I dial my number. Because that's how pagers work. And I wait for the <laughs> I wait for the confirmation, and I hang up. All right. And then about a minute later, you get a phone call. I really wanted to put, like, boobless or 666 in it. 911. <laughs> yeah. You put 143. No! Yeah, you did see your boss. I love you. <laughs> I didn't know what that meant. I forgot. So, about a minute later, you get a phone call. Phone starts ringing. Do you pick it up or do you let it go to answering machine? Yeah, I pick it up. Hello there. Hey. Hello. Uh, hi, uh, Lenny. Um, it's 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 your boss. Yeah. It's it's Chucky. What's going on? Um, listen, there is something important I need to talk to you about. How about you meet me back at the truck depot in uh, about a half an hour? Alrighty, yeah. You, uh, need me to grab you a coffee or anything on the way down? No need for coffees. 
we'll just uh, see you soon, okay? Yeah, right. So you hop into your cab. Mm -hmm. I got these sawed off on the rope around my shoulder, right. below my jacket. Um, I've had that on me pretty much steadily since uh, the creepy man in costumes. Maybe. Oh, yes, men in costumes. I, I don't know what I saw. You know, we were drinking a lot. If it matters, Walter's also been carrying his pistol. Everyone's so excited. That guy was flying overhead. Since your hallucination. I've been stressed. Mirrors, ropes. So, <laughs> Lenny, you take your cab down to your job. Uh -huh. As you get there, out on the loading docks where you usually park to get hooked up, mm -hmm. uh, you see a silver Cadillac. Look at that Cadillac. And once you pull your rig up, do you park? Yeah. Um, I guess I pull up next to it. All right. That's a good idea. So you pull up next to it. You see one of the windows roll down in the back. And you see Chucky's face. And he motions for you to roll down your window. I do so. Looking down at him. <laughs> and he goes, Lenny. Why don't you join us in this car over here? Yeah, right, boss. Yeah. Shut down the rig and get out. Right. So you shut down the rig, you get out. Walk around, I guess. You do you, you get into his car? I, I suppose. Uh, well, okay, is the window still down? Can I see inside? Yeah, there's no one else in the car except for the driver. Okay, I'll well, walk around and open the door. You open the door and you step into the car. And you can see Chucky's in there, and he looks pretty upset. And he says to you, uh, Lenny, thank you so much for joining me this evening. Um, I don't know how else to say this, so I will just be blunt, if that is okay with you. Yeah, uh, rather not beat around the bush, boss. Understandable. Um, there has been word around that my son, Joseph, yeah. might have turned, might have flipped, as they say. He's been asking uh, a lot of unfortunate questions, and... He's been acting a little weird lately. Right beforehand, he did disappear for a couple of days. You thinking he got pinched? That's what other people are thinking. There was a message that was sent Earlier today, I'm sure you heard it. Uh, yeah, I uh, took the money that uh, the guy that blew up the car gave to the, the guard at the gate and then... Oh, yes. Well, here's the thing. I kind of wish I we had... We did find the guard. Uh, we tracked him down to his house. I was, yeah, I was going to make We got call. some information from him. Good. And it turns out that... Uh, Another one of the compos got. Another one of the compos got word that Joey was asking too many questions. Mm. Now, you have to understand, Lenny. This is my boy. I can't have anything happen to him. Of course not. No, uh, you know uh, he should probably uh, lay low for a little while. Yes, and Lenny, this is where you come in. I know that you and Joey have never exactly got along in the past and he rubs a lot of people the wrong way and I understand that. Yeah, he uh, 
not the easiest to uh, get along with. Well, yes, that is true. However, again, he is still my boy. True that. And I am going to take uh, the only two people that he seems to even talk to, whether it is positive or negative. And that will be you and Jimmy the Skiff. Yeah. I'm going to ask both of you to tomorrow get here bright and early. Six o'clock. Okay. No problem. So you get here at six o'clock. You and Jimmy the Skiff will be here. And I want you to take Skinny Joey up to the Poconos. We have a safe house up there. You guys just got to lay low with him for a little bit. Is that okay with you? I got to uh, I gotta go up there and stay there? Well, Lenny, you don't actually have to stay there. I just need a driver that I know I can trust. Yeah, okay. Um... Jimmy, of course, is also a driver, but he is going to stay there with Joey. You do not have to. Um, got any empty trailers around? Empty trailers? Absolutely. We have a plethora of them. You know, make it look, uh, make it seem legitimate. You know, about pulling to get uh, hooked up to a trailer. He, uh, he hops in the back of my cab and, uh, you know, just make it a delivery. That is a fantastic idea, Lenny. I wish I had come up with it myself, actually. I, you know, just used to driving it, honestly. Uh, I don't like driving much else. Says, well, Lenny. Again, I really do appreciate you the, doing this favor for me. Until we figure out whether or not that Joey has actually flipped, we should keep him separate from the rest of the Italian community, shall we say. You um, got anything you can listen in on him uh, with uh, up in that cabin? You know, maybe he'll, uh, maybe he'll say something. See if... Uh, he did uh, have words with anybody. He says to you, well, Lenny, that's why we have Jimmy there. I see. All right. We don't actually have any wires hooked up to this cabin. No, no microphones, no mis- listening devices. It is a uh, pretty secluded area. Uh, it has running water, and that's about it. Those are all the amenities. It sounds relaxing. Uh... All right, yeah. Maybe I've been watching too many movies. Um, I'll see you tomorrow morning then. Or, well, I'll see him. Uh, you got an address? And he gives you the address for the Poconos. All right, I'll uh, make sure I uh, plot it out on the map there. All right, so you do that. Chucky says to you, well, Leonard, that's about it. Shake his hand. He gives you a very firm handshake. And he claps his other hand on top of yours so he's holding your hand in both of his hands mm-hmm. <laughs> and he says to you Lenny you have to know that this business that I have built is important to me but is not as important to me as my family of course yeah you know family's uh, number one he says yes so please keep that in mind tomorrow okay yeah, um, one more thing. You think uh, Thursday and Friday are pretty much covered then, as far as work goes? I mean, just in case I do have to stay up there for a night or so, you know. 
he says to you, don't worry, Lenny. We've got the extra hands around here that can take over for you. We might have to pay a couple people a little overtime, but not a problem. All right, boss. Well, uh, I guess uh, I'll talk to you when I talk to you. Very good, Lenny. Hope that you are here bright and early tomorrow, okay? Yeah, no problem. I exit the Cadillac. You try to exit the Cadillac, and the door is locked. And then Chucky knocks on the partition separating the driver from you guys. And he says, oh, would you please unlock the door for my dear friend here? And then you hear the chook, and then you can exit. I uh, tip my hat, and I exit the vehicle. So you exit the vehicle. What do you do from there? Just go home in your cab? A little sigh of relief. Get in the car and or the truck and roll. Yeah, head home. All right. Try to get some sleep. Go puke. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, oh, yeah. Well, you know, I like my job, but every time I meet with my boss, I feel like he's going to kill me. <laughs> well, <laughs> when, it's that, when it's that situation, yeah, that was weird. His office is better. It's preferable or somewhere. Um... But as soon as I saw that no one else was in there, I felt okay. Right. So, Lenny, you go home. You go to sleep. Uh, all you guys are home at this point and in bed. Yes, yeah, set my alarm. And, uh, well, we're going to start on Thursday then. Thursday. Thursday. Lenny, you better be the first one to wake up. <laughs> yeah, uh, I got my alarm set. I'm going to do, do a quick shower, get some coffee, head to work. All right. Maybe grab some snacks at the road, you know. Road snacks. Got a got a big empty bottle to pee in. Yeah. <laughs> Might want to have a couple. That's whatever they have is their business. There's some place to stop. Yeah, we'll see. Skinny Joe, he doesn't seem like the pee in a bottle kind of guy. <laughs> Even on a road trip. <laughs> it doesn't. Pull over your sizzle chest. I'm gonna take a piss. So you head on into work. <laughs> And uh, they hook a trailer up to the back of your cab. So you just pull it into the parking lot. And then walking out of the depot, you see Jimmy the Skiff in a heavy jacket. And he is also with a person that looks like they are in multiple jackets. All three coats. What's that triple jacket guy again? Uh They uh, both come up to your cab, knock on the door. And uh, from out of the triple parka hood, you hear a, yeah, we're just going to open up the back real quick and uh, hop in, all right? Get up uh, get up in here, too. Plenty of room. There's a whole space behind this, the front seats. Oh, there absolutely is. Right. I've been in one before. There's like a bed and shit. There's a TV. And he says to you, well, my uh, father told me that uh, we'd be riding in the back. Oh, I mean, uh, you know, if they got something... Uh, some luxuries back there for you, by all means. But, uh, you know, I don't know if there's any heat, so that's up to you. Well... Yeah, uh, get out and walk back there and open it up, see if there's anything in there. There's nothing in there at all. It is just an empty trailer. Uh, well, uh, I can't imagine you'd be any safer uh, back here or up front. You might as well hop up there. All right. So, uh, as soon as you mention the heat, actually... Joey's like, yeah, uh, let's let's get a little bit warmer, and uh, let's oh, let's let's hang out in the cab, right, right there, Jimmy. Jimmy says to him, yeah, yeah. I made a terrible mistake. I have to. It's like a two-hour drive at least. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I pull out the map. 
plot my course, it's, get on the road. It's about a four-hour drive. Oh, Christ. Well, I hope you guys brought some cassettes. <laughs> so you start your drive out to the Poconos, and let's check in and see what Walter is doing. I didn't set an alarm or anything, but uh, I figured you'd probably wake up, you know, probably before nine at the latest or something. Okay. Um, having worked for Headley and Theodore for a while, do I have their home numbers? Absolutely. Actually, Absolutely, you do. Yeah, let me let me check. Guess uh, hmm, go with Headley. I don't know. Try him first. Okay. They're not a, a couple, are they? It's not the same house or two different. Actually, houses? they both have the same number. Hmm. 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 Well, then that increases my chances of getting in touch with one of them. Yeah. They are quote unquote roommates. <clears throat> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like Bert and Ernie. Exactly. Just like good buds. I've been wondering. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I give them a call and uh, see if they're at the shop or at home today. Right, so, you give them a call. Headley picks up. And uh, you hear his voice. He says, uh, Yeah, hello. Hey, uh, Headley, it's Walter. How are you? Good morning. Doing well, doing well, Walter. Uh, I'm about ready to head into work. What what, what are you doing? Well, uh, you know, about that, I uh, I wanted to talk to you because uh, I'm wondering with everything that happened lately, uh, should I uh, give the bookstore a little little breathing room, a little space? Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if they're going to come back and mess with the store again, but I kind of feel partially responsible for this uh, you know this whole business with the searching for those older books um, you know I wouldn't want anything else to happen because of me Headley says to you he says Walter listen um, I don't know if it was your fault or not but we're beefing up security a little bit we are getting cameras installed they haven't been installed yet but they'll be uh, we're, we're getting them put in some, some closed circuit TV that's uh, some pretty high-tech stuff. I've heard about that on a TV show or two. Well, it's, uh, I think that's a great step in the right direction. Um, well, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, if, if, if everything's still okay, uh, I guess I'll see you later on today then. Says, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we'll see you when you come in, Walter. Sounds good. Thanks, pal. All right, and he hangs up with you? Mm-hmm. All right. Just wasn't really sure if, uh, you know, if there was any certain kind of feelings or anything, but figured I'd at least uh, put the offer out there to stay away. Right, right. Just in case. Uh, but uh, if they're cool with everything and insurance got the rest and cameras are on the way, I guess uh, pack up my uh, belongings and um, I think I might want to um, make a trip actually to like an art store or someplace I can get uh, maybe even like staples or something I just need basically drafting I guess would be the most accurate term of some of these angles and lines and see if I can start putting to paper what I'm uh, deciphering I see okay so what exactly are you looking to purchase I was thinking like uh, compass protractor maybe some graph paper things of that nature yeah, like like all the stuff that's needed for basic geometry. Yeah. All right. So you buy yourself a protractor, ruler, one of those angle measuring things, mm-hmm. a stylus and whatnot. And you bring that back to uh, the bookshop with you? Yeah. All right. If Theodore's in today, um, 
maybe uh, check with them again, see if we can't make sense of any of it. But if nothing else, um, maybe try to you know plot a few lines. Maybe uh, do a couple different pages, put them on top of each other, see if anything makes sense if you stack them and hold them up to the light or anything. I don't know. Try a few different ideas. All right, that's cool. Give me an intelligence roll. Let me know if you get a hard pass. Hard pass. A hard pass. Hard pass. Indubitably. Mm, that's so close. Uh, all right, uh, I'm going to spend six points of luck and get that hard pass. Great. So, previously you have looked at these lines and angles and their weird segments, and some of them do not actually touch together. Mm-hmm. You've realized this, unless, of course, you put it in like a cube. Hmm. Interesting. Like a three dimensional space. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not a flat geometric to, uh, shape. You got to you got to stretch it out. You got to need more pins and more yarn. Um, hmm. It's gonna look like a laser grid. <laughs> well, I mean, with that in mind, um, can I maybe uh, restart the drawing, or maybe like I was saying, stack them up on and hold them up to the light? Maybe kind of use that as a reference and like fill in like the. Uh, missing lines, I guess, to kind of make it a three-dimensional thing? Sure, you can. You can do that. Once you plot out all these lines, which is going to take you hours. I would imagine so, yeah. All right. Uh, Well, I would certainly mention it to Theodore just because of the success he had with it before, and uh, potentially maybe he has some interest in it beyond just the uh, initial discovery. Uh, And if that'll speed things up, maybe. If he's interested, I don't know what kind of day it is today, but, uh, you know. I see. Uh, So, Theodore is there today. And you come to him with questions about these books again. Say, uh, Theodore, look what what happens if you put these together and uh, fill in a few of these lines. He says, wow, that's really interesting. Um, So... Maybe these lines and angles don't meet up in a two-dimensional space. Like, you can't just plot it out on paper. Um, hmm. No offense, Walter. It's a little bit above my pay grade here. (laughs) Just trying to figure this out. Um, but stacking them together, I don't know. I'm not exactly sure. Hmm. No worries there. I guess uh, I kind of just thought to keep you in the loop because of the initial success we had together. But um, certainly not uh, asking you to sign on for any long-term project or anything. Um, you know, being the intellectual individual you are, just figured I'd keep you in the loop. He says, "Yeah, well, thanks, Walter. You know, I I do I do like my puzzles and everything, but yeah, we got we got to focus on business right now." Of course. And uh, he takes a cue from that, and uh, maybe works a little less diligently on it and uh, make sure to not shirk his responsibilities at work. It's <laughs> just in the back room. So you just continue working today? I mean, it's not it's not super busy. You will have time to work on the uh, this puzzle that you've been working on. I like it. Um, yeah, I mean, I would probably focus on my work duties, but uh, if things do slow down and there's some free time, you know, keep uh, working on that too. I wonder, um, do we have any, like, sculpture or, um, I don't know, um, 
<laughs> even something simple like paper mache uh some basic books on things that might uh i don't know shed some light on the structure of whatever this three-dimensional object is or give me a library useful. maybe uh constructing it or reconstructing it rather uh, as far as Walter's concerned, I mean, given the time frame of this book, he's thinking it's something like, you know, a Da Vinci like blueprint or something. I don't know. Just as like a, an idea that he's grasping. But oof, uh, eighty-two is probably not going to pass any of my rolls. All right. Well, you do find a book on paper mache and how to do uh, art projects with it. Uh, yeah, he might kind of flip through it. I don't know. Children's section. Yeah, I don't know how much uh, time he's going to invest in it, but I mean, uh, if it is a possible uh, avenue to explore, I mean, he would at least kind of familiarize himself with the basics of mixing up whatever kind of paste that you got to put the paper into and all that dumb stuff. But right, uh, he doesn't really look too much into it, but he does spend a little bit of his off time looking into it because uh, you know, eventually okay. he's thinking if. Um, just putting lines on paper isn't quite enough and he actually has to physically make something I mean he's probably going to need some basis for forming the structure of whatever this is right we need access to some kind of supercomputer <laughs> super internet doesn't exist you're going to need like an Apple 2GS to plot that out <laughs> get some logo writer going uh, real quick though that's the that's about as far as you're going there Walter no, actually, you know, there was one other thought, a thing I thought to mention to both of these guys. Um, maybe since I already took up some of Theodore's time, I'll go back to Headley with this one. Say, Headley, the officer who was here the other day, did he leave a uh, phone number if we had any other information for him or anything? Yeah, actually, he did. You know, I uh, stopped by that bar that we found the matches for, and... Uh, the bartender knew the regulars there pretty well and said that the uh, professor that had been in uh, was friends with a certain student at the college and uh, his friends went so far as to say that certain student was uh, quite the bit of a hothead. I wondered if uh, maybe it's worth relaying that information to him. I think I'll give him a call. Sistio, uh, you're giving information about just some guy you met in a bar to... The cops? Well, more specifically, I suspect that this individual could be potentially uh, a person of interest in the uh, ransacking of the store here. And he says to you, what makes you think that? Well, uh, as I spoke to the bartender for a little bit, apparently the professor who I suspect is behind all of this is a friend with uh, some of the baseball team players and uh, whilst at this bar that they all hang out at uh, this so-called hot-headed Harry as his friends referred to him as well uh, started some trouble with us and uh, thankfully I wasn't there alone because quite frankly I thought he was going to start some trouble with me he says holy crap Walter um you okay well, like I said, I was with some friends, but... Uh, Are they okay? You know, uh, mostly. It was somewhat unrelated, but uh, the gal I was with uh, did get into an altercation with another gal and ended up with a bloodied nose, but uh, that was kind of separate. But, uh, you know, I take what we do here pretty seriously, and, uh, you know, it may not be anything, but... Um, I'm uh, still willing to explore whatever avenues are available. 
And uh, just in case it is something, I figured maybe the officer who was in charge of the uh, investigation should know. Headley says to you, well, it could be worth checking out. I mean, any information, some information for an investigation, right? Here's hoping. It's not like I'm going to go roughing up an entire baseball team and trying to intimidate questions out of uh, youngsters or anything. So uh, I'll have to... Yeah, why would you? (laughs) Guess I'll just have to pursue the legal options that are available. All right. So where do you go from there, Walter? I think we get that phone number call and maybe, uh, you know, kind of uh, drop a little first-hand account of some of the things that went down the other night and uh, the information the bartender gave me. And Okay. All right, so you, you relay all of that to the number that you call uh, from the officer uh, Spichensky. Spichensky? Ooh, there's a good one. Bless you. <laughs> I'm not even trying to write that down. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote it out phonetically. You left that out for <laughs> Officer Spichensky. Uh, you leave that on his voicemail. Or not on his voicemail. On the answering machine. Well, that- I, I, I might not want to go into a detailed message like that on a voicemail. But, I mean, if I can't get in touch with him directly, I might just leave him a voicemail that says that I may have some information that could be useful. I don't really try to hype it up or anything. Because, I mean, I know it's it's pretty grasping for straws. But... It's something. And, I mean, you know, people bled for that info, so why not relay it? Right. (laughs) So you do. You just say, you know, you mention the guy's name by first name. Is Harry? Yeah, I mean, I don't really... uh, I mean, I wouldn't even mention the guy specifically. I mean, I would... if, If I don't get in touch with him, I'd leave a message to try to get in touch with him, you know, voice at least as to not just leave a message that has all kinds of kind of random info about somebody who may or may not even be a suspect. I don't know. I figured it'd be better to do kind of, you know, live. I get you. So you just kind of give him a call me back kind of message? Yeah, if he'd be so kind kind of thing. Okay. All right, gotcha. So, Walter, uh, you leave that message. What is Heather doing when she wakes up? I think I want to look at that paper that Walter gave me about my uh, maybe dad mm-hmm. that has like uh, I guess where they discharge papers that had his like parents' name and where he was initially from in Alaska. That's right. He is from Ketchikan, Alaska. I'll spell that out for you. K-E-T-C-H-I-K-A-N. He is from Ketchikan, Alaska. Gotta catch a can. I literally got almost every single letter wrong when I wrote it before you spelled it. (laughs) I don't know if I could read, guys. What? There's nothing else to do here. We throw cans around for fun. You catch a can, you throw a can. It's Alaska. Yeah, it's Alaska. What do you want from me? It's a bit cold. Okay, so um, I want to call, like, information. Say right. if they can connect me to, um, like, I don't know, like Alaska. Like, what's the, like, Alaska information? Can they, like, dispatch you to another one? Yeah. And Is then... it still 411 in Alaska? It's still 411. <laughs> 
and you call information, and you mm-hmm. ask to get connected to just catch a can, like City Hall, or um, maybe uh, City City Hall, I guess. Right. So you get your general City Hall kind of number there, and when you call them, they pick up and they go, uh, "Yes, catch a can, City Hall. What can I do for you?" Oh, hi. I was just um, inquiring about. Uh, to see if you guys have an address or a phone number of my grandparents. I just uh, lost track with them. I'm just going to fake like they definitely are. Because hmm. um, I have their names, right? And It's like... You have your dad's name. Yeah, you know what? I'll do his name and see if that's in there. Yeah, so I just, you know. Oh, me and my dad are estranged. I was wondering if you have his phone number or an address that I could reach him at with some... We have a death in the family that I want to let him know about. So they tell you there are several Hawkings in Ketchikan. Uh, not too many of them. Uh, there are five different numbers. There is no one listed under Quincy or Q Hawkings. Okay. Uh, would they mind just giving me those numbers? Since there's only five, that's not a lot anyway and i could see if they were a relative who could get me in contact with him right so they give you all five numbers do you just call them yeah all right so your phone bill is going to be super high yeah you gotta go get a phone card oh yeah that's Probably like a 90s thing 1-800 collect in the 80s it was 90s, just so. you just Paid out the ass for the long distance phone calls. I see. Did you need a separate service? Like, is that when you had to have, oh. like, AT and T was just long distance or something? I don't know. I feel like that was a thing. I could be wrong. Uh, you're on Ma Bell. Yeah, got the ill communication. Oh, <laughs> 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 oh snap! So you're on Bell Atlantic. Yeah, that's. I'll just call him. I mean. All right, give me a luck roll. I'm not going to have a job in a few days. Why not blow a few hundred bucks? Yeah, I'm not going to have a job in a couple weeks. File for bankruptcy. I've learned all the tricks from my ma. Just make the calls from work. uh, Phone bills under Ginger's name. (laughs) See ya, Krusty Bottoms. I'm leaving you the apartment. And the phone bill. I I rolled 52 and it's 50. Well, you can't push your luck, unfortunately. Uh, you can't spend luck points on luck either. <laughs> so you wind up having to call each of these numbers until you get to the last one. Reduce your cash by $20. Help me, I'm poor. I feel like if they're going to use the term push it, but you can't push your luck, even though pushing your luck has probably been around for much longer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a little weird. Just really flip it on you. You can't push your luck. It's like, what if I push my luck? Yeah. You're pushing your luck, pal. Also, Yay. since since I've slept, do I do I get a hit point back? Is that how that works? Yes, you do. Every day you get one hit point back. <laughs> Guys, I'm learning. How's that bruise look? <laughs> a little better. I'm pretty sure she has maybe two lines under the eyes. All purple in the middle. Two little. Yeah. It'll turn green in a couple days. You're looking great. Little skunk streaks. Little, little raccoon eyes. 
Man, I, I hate to bring it up, guys, but uh, I just added up my luck. I'm down to 30 points. Are we, uh, we rolling some luck one of these days? We're going to oh, yeah. roll it. Now we're two episodes behind. All right, listen, three. listen. He keeps saying we are, but we don't. <laughs> That's okay. Listen, we didn't do it last game. Let's take a little break here. And let's just do it. <gasps> are we doing it in mid-game? Everyone, roll your luck and see if you get above oh. your current score. Can I... Push my luck. You froze up right before you said it, too. I was like, he's cheating us again. <laughs> We're not going to get to do it. Hey. Wait, I just roll one dice, right? No. You want to roll the two together, and if you get higher than your luck, then you get to add to it. And you bump, bump it up. All right. Come on, 99. A 29. Not going to do it. I'm one over. I got a 42. Take back that six. So what, I just, one point? One over? No, no, no. Then roll roll a d10. Roll a ten-sided die. Really like, yeah. Six. Oh, you get six luck points back. <gasps> Same as me. That's so much better than one! Yeah. <laughs> Huzzah. That's the good thing about Huzzah. spending all my luck lately, because, you know, I have luck rolls easy to pass. I started to save for a while. I know, I was saving. A little bit here and there ain't bad. I was up to like 50. And I was like, you know, I just felt like you can't take it with you after I saved like most of the beginning. I was like, hmm. Then you can't push it and you can't take it with you. Nope. Definitely can't push it. Uh-huh. All right, so Heather, you call through all of these numbers and then eventually you get to one where someone picks up and you ask about a Quincy Hawkins. Mm -hmm. All of the other numbers that have picked up have all told you the same thing. Never heard of them. We don't have anyone related to me named Quincy. This last number, however, picks up. And I'm going to say this is after about like a half hour of you just calling, talking, trying to ask questions, things like that. But the last number finally picks up, and you ask for Quincy Hawkins, and they say to you, what do you want to know about him? Um, well, I think, uh, I don't know if I just jump in and say it. Fuck. Yeah, because he gave me his necklace. He wants to meet me. Um, I don't know. I think he, it's a possibility that he might be my dad. There's a very long pause on the phone. And then they say to you, listen, um, he hasn't been around for years. I'm not sure where he went, but he's not here anymore. Try not to call again, okay? And they hang up. No, God damn it. Yes, like three more questions. Fuck. You can always call them back. They did say oh. try not to, you know? I'm calling right back. That's not trying, but I like, I like your gumption. <laughs> <laughs> you go right back, they answer hello. Hi, it's me again. Please don't hang up. Please don't hang up. They go, okay. Can you, can you just... Uh, Someone he knows closely passed away. I just want to let him know. Um, I don't want anything from him. 
uh, can you tell me the last place you know where he was or just anything about him to help me? They say last we know he signed up to the Navy and we haven't seen him since. And what relation are, are you to him? Is this his parents? Or? It sounds like an older woman on the phone. Grandma? I love you, Grandma. <laughs> Mama? I miss you. It sounds like an older woman on the phone. My, my Bobchi? And she says, I, I'm his mother, or was his mother. I don't, I don't know where he went. He went to the Navy. Never returned. Okay. I, I s- swear I'll leave you alone, but when he left, um, did he have, like, a interesting necklace? He left it for my mom, but she never told me. I never met him. She goes, Don't call it yet! And then just hangs up. What? <laughs> I feel like I need to regroup for a second and figure out what the fuck I want to do now. <laughs> it's probably going to be mm. another two bottle of wine night. Oh, I got work, bro. I got to make as much money as I can. I just made $7,000 worth of collect calls or long distance <laughs> phone calls. Fucking <laughs> not even as cute as used to be. I'm a little beat up from the other day. I got to go in and try and make some money. Pets' heads are falling off. His heads are falling off. My fucking grandmom hates me. <laughs> so let's get back to what Lenny's doing. Driving. Lenny, you are driving for quite some time. You are on the road. But eventually, around 10 in the morning, you hit the destination in the Poconos. Skinny Joey and Jimmy the Skiff have been just talking to each other the whole time, just bullshitting. But... You noticed. Actually, give me a psychology roll. Okay. I don't think 67 will cover it. No. In that case, give me a listen roll. Listening, listening. 27 will do it. Um, It is just a regular pass. That's okay. That's all you need. You're right up. You're, like, right next to them anyway. So, you overhear Jimmy the Skiff and Skinny Joey talking to each other. And you hear a lot of weird, awkward pauses after Skinny Joey says something. And it seems like something that maybe Jimmy knows, but Joey should know. You're getting more of those weird vibes off of them, where Joey seems to be keep talking about things that he should know. Um, I'm assuming there's not really enough space for me to pull this big-ass tractor-trailer in next to whatever cabin they're going to. So I probably just pulled it to the side of whatever road it's on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll probably throw in hazards or whatever and hop out and walk them up to the, uh, the cabin. All right. So you walk uh, the two of them up to the cabin. Maybe go ahead of them just to check it out. Hand on, on my gun just in case. Yeah, and it is it is a wood cabin. Uh, not full log, but uh, wooden cabin out in Poconos. Uh, it is about a mile off of a small lake. 
Man, I wish I was staying here. and I wish that guy wasn't. It's actually a pretty nice place. Yeah. Um, you walk in there. There doesn't seem to be any heat or anything. Uh, it's very cold in there. But there is a fireplace. Is there, uh, is there chopped wood outside? Did yeah. I notice? Yes, there are. He's good to go. There are plenty of logs of chopped wood. Uh, and Jimmy the Skiff and Skinny sure Joey follow up behind you. What was that? Make sure no one's in the building. Just walk through real quick. Yeah, no one's. No one seems to be around. All right. But shortly behind you is Jimmy and Joey. I want to start building fire. All right. You start building a fire for them. Uh, give me. You know, I, unassuming. Yeah, maybe That's he'll, okay. he'll say some stuff like, you know, forget that I'm here because I'm just like mm-hmm. doing other stuff. Trying to make three coats warm. Uh, yeah, old three coats. Right. So, Joey comes in with his three coats, and you start trying to spark that fire. Give me a natural world roll. Oh, is that what that is? Damn. (laughs) I mean, I got a lighter. Do you have a lighter? It's still tough to build a fire, dude. Yeah, um, but I mean, I'm not going like straight natural world. Um, I have I have one advantage. Modern modern science, modern big yeah. lighters. Um, Twenty three is not going to do. That's okay. I was going to give you a plus ten to it. Oh, that's a, oh, that just barely hits. Um, do I care about passing that? I don't know. Do you? Yeah, you know what? I, I really want to build this fire. Fuck it. I'm gonna spend the three luck. Just spending three luck. Check off that natural world box. I'm gonna, because one day I'm gonna have to start that fire again, and I'm not gonna have the luck to do it. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll fail that. Exactly. Yeah. So you manage to actually spark up a, barely, but you do spark up a fire, blow on a little bit, uh, get those embers going, and you uh, get a nice little fire rolling. Just kind of taking my time with that, though, just listening in on whatever they might be saying. Just kind of bullshitting and everything, but as soon as you get that fire lit, Joey goes right to the fire, takes his gloves off, and puts his hands right in front of it. And he's like, he's he's just saying, the oh my god, ah, I'm so fucking freezing out here." Yeah, it's, uh, it's a cold one, that's for sure. Um, well, I guess you guys got everything you need, right? Uh, I'll probably be taking off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't you get out of here? All right, and I do so. All right, so you leave. Good luck there, Skiff. Yeah, Lenny, um, nice seeing you. Thanks for the ride. So you leave the cabin, and you head back to your truck. Give me a listen roll. Um, I actually kind of want to walk the grounds around the cabin a little bit, just look around. That's okay. Still give me a um, listen roll. I'm gonna... An 81 ain't going to do it. All right, that's fine. So you still, you know, stroll around the uh, cabin a little bit. You don't hear anything. Nothing seems out of the ordinary. All right, and on my way out, I just peek in the windows before I walk back to my truck. Just curious. The windows uh, have shades all drawn around them. Okay. I didn't open those. All right, so I'm walking back. You start walking back to your truck and give me another listen roll. This will be a push roll. 
man. Um, I'm gonna spend one more luck. You can't spend luck. Oh, not on a push. Okay, never mind then. I'm not gonna right. do that. You hear, uh, just I, I failed by one. That's okay. You hear okay. echoing two gunshots, clearly gunshots, echoing throughout the woods. Does it, does it sound at? like they were from behind me? You don't know. Oh, right, because the because the failed listen roll. Yeah. Um, I draw my weapon and uh, I start heading back toward the cab, get my back up against it and assess my situation. Hey, this is George. Just a quick reminder to like, follow and review us if you like what you're hearing. And if you want to support us and make our show better, head on over to our Patreon. You can always email us at contact at thatcthulujohn.com with any comments. And you can follow us on Instagram at thatcthulujohn.